and that you have chosen to worship with us on this Sunday morning. I have just a, just a very brief announcement time. Um, if you are a guest, we want to welcome you here this morning. Uh, we would invite you to tear off the um, tear out that is placed in your bulletin, to fill out the information that is placed there, and to place it in the offering plate as that time comes in our service this morning. If you have a prayer request or an interest in learning more about our care ministry here at our church, we would also invite you to tear out this portion of your bulletin and, and place it in the offering plate as it goes by later in our service. Just one quick announcement, as you've seen the announcement scrolling by on our screens this morning. It was fixed on our screens, but on the church talent show that will be taking place on August 28th, the dinner will be at 5 o'clock, and the show will start at 5.30. You can see it up on the screens right here. Um, and So that's just one correction that has been made, um, that the dinner will be at 5, and the show will take place at 5.30 on the 28th. We would invite you this morning, as you look through your bulletin, to take note of the announcements and the dates that are coming up soon in our church and in the life of our church, and we just want to welcome you all to Boiling Springs Baptist this morning. At this time, Doug Bryan is going to come up and just say a few words. Summers are wonderful times, especially if you're related anyway to the educational process as are many of our students and many of our teachers here. And um, I know for those who are not involved in the educational world, uh, sometimes you may think we adults are just wimps who begin to weep a little bit thinking we've got to go back to work, but at least for one segment of us, we're starting to get ready to go back to work. But summer is a wonderful time for vacations, for visit, for meeting new people. And on behalf of the personnel committee, I want to just say a special word of appreciation and recognition to David Dennis and to Pam, who is on the piano this morning. We appreciate very much your leadership during these summer months. We're grateful that you are willing to share your abilities uh, with us, that we have uh, benefited from those gifts of worship. Are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> so thank you. No, no doubt if I'd put my glasses on, I could have seen you. But uh, anyway, we do welcome you, and we're looking forward to the leadership that Vicki Whitfield will begin to provide for us even this coming Wednesday. Is that right? Great. Thank you. <laughs>
As we begin and continue in our worship this morning, I would invite you to follow along in your bulletin or in your Bible as I read from the book of Psalm, chapter 105, verses 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. May God bless the reading of his word as we prepare to serve and worship our God this morning. invite the children to come forward. Come on, James. I got James and James. All right. How are you guys this morning? You good? Got boys. 
Okay, here comes Bella. That's okay. How many of you had a chore to do this morning before you came to church? Luke, did you have a chore? This morning before, well, when you come to my house and start, because if you did that before church this morning, you're a good soul. Well, I, I hardly ever do chores. Oh, okay. You don't ever do chores. Well, how about little jobs? Uh, but at Mama and Pappy's house, yeah. Oh, at Mama and Okay. We have to talk to Pappy and see what we can do about that. Well, what I want to talk to you today is chores that might always be easy. Is Dustin easy? Uh, Maybe. Okay. Vacuuming isn't. Well, years and years and years ago, God gave a man a big chore. I brought some of my friends here today. God created Adam, and he gave Adam a chore. It was a hard chore, I think. He told Adam to name the animals. Now, that'd be kind of hard to do, wouldn't it? You wouldn't know what to name him, would you, James? Well, Adam struggled with that, but he had a friend in God who gave him strength to name all these animals. And you know, we had some funny-looking animals. How would you know what to name that right there? What is that, James? A hippo. hippo. I know. Well, sometimes we have chores that God gives us to do. And I want to read you a scripture. It's from Philippians 4.13, and it's one we're all real familiar with. And it says, I can do all this by the power of Christ. He gives me strength. So we know that whenever we have a chore or ever we have a task or something mommy and daddy ask us to do, It may not always be easy, but we have somebody to go to who gives us that strength, don't we? So as we've talked about this summer, about talking to God and praying to God, he's going to give you that strength to be the person that you need to be to do the things that he asks you to do. And I did, James Beeson, today bring you a treat. I've got you some animal crackers so that you would remember when you see an animal cracker that God's going to give you the strength to do whatever it is when you're riding on that tractor and helping Grandpa or whether you're vacuuming and dusting at Papa's. I know. God's going to give you that strength. So let us pray. Jesus... This is such a special day. The smiles on these faces can brighten up anybody's day. You gave them these smiles today, Lord, because they are in your house and they are worshiping and praising and walking in your footsteps. Give them peace, Lord, and give them strength to enjoy their day and to be with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
And I hope I'm going to see all of you this afternoon at the Y for swimming and hot dogs. All right. Good going. All right. You want to take one to Papa? You want to take one to Jude? Then you can have two. Wait a minute with me and we'll see how many we got. This morning, it's my privilege to update you on a mission project that Boiling Springs Baptist Church has been supporting in a number of ways for a number of years. Our four. Our former pastor, Dr. Carol Page, has been doing mission work in India since 1998. For several years, uh, Carol has worked with Pastor Chan in Delhi at the Jiwan Jyoti Church, located on the far outskirts from Delhi in a community known as Ibrahimpur. Pastor Chan has found that, a, that having good schools for children is a good way to reach their parents with the gospel. In this slide, you see the children of Jawan Jidoti uh, Mandali School in Ibrahimpur. Jawan Jidoti is the uh, home church for three schools uh, that Carol Page has been working with in India. In slide two, we see uh, that this summer the home church added another floor uh, to their church building to the school, making it three stories. Uh, in order to add two more classrooms. In this slide, when the uh, school opened last week, there were 120 students, grades K through 4th, that Boiling Springs Baptist Church has supported uh, in some various fashions. In this particular school at the home church, not through constructions, but through donations that have been made for the purchasing of school uniforms, and other materials. Several members of Boiling Spring Baptist Church on various mission teams have done tutoring for these students. In slide four, we see several years ago, Nancy uh, Blaylock raised money to purchase English Hindu books for this school. And yet this uh, emphasis on education continues from this home church. Pastor Chan led his church to reach out to an even poorer area miles away from the home church. There the church started another school in a community known as Guru Nadak Development Colony. Our church has provided uh, $1,500 to build the original thatched building. Later when monsoons uh, destroyed the roof, our church provided $2,500 to put a permanent roof on the building. In slide six, we see that this school serves a slum area with about in a, in a, where there are approximately 600 homes. This year, this, uh, this grass thatch building has uh, 60 students in one room. At this point, they're providing basic literacy instructions. The next slide, I believe, shows a young girl at the school and the next slide uh, shows a boy at the school. 
And then we began to see uh, some of the teachers at this uh, school, school number two. The next school is a school located at Tajpur. Now Pastor Chand and his church are reaching out to a Hindu town of Tajpur where there are approximately 5,000 people with no Christian influence and very poor public schools. This is the school that our church has been most involved with. In 2011, members of Bowling Springs Baptist Church raised $23,000 for the purchase of the land in Tajpur. The site had been uh, one where there was ruins of an old building there. Then our church uh, contributed, in the next slide, uh, $4,000 to purchase bricks to get the uh, school started. Work has continued. Uh, the building is coming up. We are now attempting to finish raising a needed $10,000 to complete the construction. If the building uh, can be completed at the Tajpur School, it can open up in January of 2017. Eventually, it would um, educate children in grades K through 4. This morning, uh, I want just to share with you information and opportunity. You have an insert in your bulletin, and I'm just going to focus on the last uh, paragraph there. But our goal has been to uh, raise $10,000 to complete this school with four classrooms in Tajpur. We had a Sunday night presentation where $2,286.55 was given. We already had on hand $5,761.09. We only need uh, less than $2,000 to complete this project. $1,952.36. If you wish to uh, participate, we would encourage you to do that. Money or check just placed in an envelope and just on the envelope just designate, as well as in your check, School for India. Again, this is an opportunity for us to participate with another Christian community around the world as they seek to uh, share the gospel through education. Uh, one verse of scripture that has come to my mind is when uh, Jesus called us to be witnesses, he would say, first in Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria, and in the uh, outermost parts of the world. If you look at this small school, this small church on the outskirts of Delhi, they're in a poor area, but even in their poverty, they wanted to reach out to children and to adults who live even in poorer sections than they do. And may God bless this project in accordance with his will. Thank you. Let's bow in prayer for a time of meditation.
Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Father, we come before you to worship you, to thank you for Jesus, to thank you for the gift of your Spirit, to thank you for a chance that we can come, O Lord, and together adore you and listen to you speak. And Father, as we come, we know that there are many who come with heavy hearts this morning, difficulties, confusion, pain, some walking through the very valley of the shadow of death. But Lord, you're here with us. And when you speak, our lives are changed forever. So for hearts who need comforting, Lord, we pray that your spirit would be the comforter. For those who need guidance, we pray that you would be the teacher. Whatever our needs are, Lord, we pray that we might come to the throne of grace and find mercy and peace and grace that we need. We pray for our world, Lord, and its troubles. We pray for our country. We pray for leaders, Lord, who are not always walking with you. We pray for our community. We thank you for the chance that we have to be a light in this place. We do pray for these schools in India, dear Lord, that you would bless them and thank you for giving us an opportunity to help in some way to reach these boys and girls with education, Lord, but also the truth about you and your love for them. Do in our hearts today, Lord Jesus, what you would have done. Speak, convict, guide, and comfort. Make us into the image of your Son, we pray. In his name we ask. Amen. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Please stand as we sing all of the stanzas to 447, Trust and Obey.
great pleasure to talk to you just a minute about care. You've seen it on the screen today and everything, but a little over three, almost three years ago, we started the care program. Basically, what we said we were doing, we want to look at the things in terms of our ministry of how we reach out to other people and show people that we really care. We identified over 20 different ministries that we do. And we really worked hard on those. In terms of where we are today, we've reached over 4,000, we've sent out over 4,000 cards, calls, different things, and reaching other people. It really makes a difference. So what we want to do is recognize our people who've been working with the CARE program and invite you to be a part of this as well. Our care committee has been Terry and Willie Hamrick, Nancy Blaylock, Gail Hamrick, Heidi and Joel Dobbins, Ted Days, and Rose Blackburn and myself. I want to encourage you to stay next Sunday following the morning service for a special lunch for all the care workers and the care teams who've been working. You're invited to bring your spouse and children as well. If you're not a member, if you want to learn and find out more about CARE. We just need to know how many will attend, so if you'll come by the office and sign up, or call the office by Tuesday at uh, 3 o'clock, we'd appreciate it. Do you really care? This church has demonstrated that. One of our leaders put it this way. Let me take this opportunity to thank you personally for your dedication and commitment to this ministry. It's meant a great deal to me on this end of it, seeing groups come together and reach out to the membership of Bowling Springs Baptist Church. It's been rewarding for me as I've gone through some sickness and saw care, but I saw what you did with the caregivers because they needed your prayers. But again, we're inviting you to come to a luncheon next Sunday. But let us know if you're coming so we can make sure we have the proper amount of food. Thank you. Let us pray. Our gracious Lord, we come before you with grateful hearts, with humble hearts. You've continued to bless us beyond measure. We thank you that we can participate in care that we are a caring church, that we do reach out. We ask that you would help us to trust you more and to obey you more. As we come to this portion of our service, we pray that we will open up our pocketbooks, our checkbooks, that we'll give back to you that portion that is rightfully yours. We pray that all that is given will be used to glorify your kingdom in some way. 
Bless us now as we continue in this service. We pray in your name. Amen. I would invite you once again to follow along in your Bible. You can find it in your pew Bible on page 472. I would invite you to follow along as I read from the book of Psalms, chapter 84. Psalm chapter 84 reads, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out, For the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. 
Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you.
wonderful reminder by the choir that we are here to worship. We are simply vessels. We're here to listen. We're here to pray. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But he went on to say, take heart. I have overcome the world. Keith has challenged us to do a study in Psalms, and I hope you've taken him up on it. And he asked me to speak from one of the Psalms, one of my favorite Psalms, and so I've selected Psalm 84. I hope you will right now turn to that Psalm, or if you already have it, you'll keep it open. This is a teaching sermon. I'm going to give you some points on how to rise above life's difficulties. Now, we're going to have them, big and little, but we need to know what to do with them when they hit us so that we will not be underneath them but rise above them. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. That is a life that rises above difficulties even when we face them. So this morning we're going to look for a few moments in Psalm 84. And I'm going to give you four major ways to rise above life's difficulties when you find yourself in the middle of them. And under those four points, I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to do the four points. So you may want to either mark them in your Bible there or take some notes on your bulletin. I know we're not used to taking notes a lot of times. I think we would be better off if we did. So we can remember. So in Psalm 84, we're going to start with verse 4. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. The first point for rising above life's difficulties is we need to learn how to live in an awareness of God's presence. We need to live in an awareness of God's presence. To be blessed means to rise above difficulties. Well, how can we do that? How can we do that? It gives us one suggestion here in this verse. They are ever praising you. The best way to be drawn into the presence of God is to begin praising him for who he is. You will be amazed if you learn how to live in praise how much more aware of God's presence you will be. And friends, during difficulties, if there's anything we need, it is an awareness that God is there with us. Some other ways to do that, of course, are staying in the Word of God and learning the truths that will remind us of His presence. Prayer, worship, music will transform us 
into the likeness of God and lift us into his presence. Now, have you ever had anybody sort of come up on your blind side when you were busy doing something else and you didn't even realize they were there and then you turned around and with a startle or even a little screech or scream, you said, oh, I did not know you were even there. Reminds me of the Emmaus Road disciples when Jesus came up behind them and they were just talking and complaining about their difficulties and their problems. And they didn't even know Jesus was with them. But friends, you and I are guilty of that too. The Lord is with us. He lives in us. We need to become more aware of that and praise his name for it. The second thing we need to do if we want to rise above, rise above our difficulties that face us is we must depend on God and not on ourselves or others. Now let me show you where he says that. Verse 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. It's all too easy to depend upon ourselves or on other people instead of God. The first question I ask myself when I read this tip from the psalmist is, okay, how do I do that? And thankfully, he gives some specific examples of how to become more dependent on God and less on ourselves. And let me show you those. There are four of them. If you don't know whether you're dependent on God or don't know how to be, then follow these directions. Notice the first one is in the last part of verse 5. Who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. Now what does this mean? To set our hearts on pilgrimage means to focus on today's journey as well as the destination that we're going to. When I was a teenager, my father was transferred from Richmond, Virginia, our home to Louisville, Kentucky. Because all of our family members, he had seven brothers and sisters and a mother who was still alive at the time, we traveled back and forth from Richmond to Louisville and Louisville to Richmond many times. And that was before the days of the nice interstates through there and I really did not enjoy the trip through the mountains and the curvy roads. So I was not setting my heart on the pilgrimage. I was setting my heart on the destination I wanted to get there. A few years ago, the Lord pointed out to me that I had carried over that particular mental set into my spiritual life and I was focusing more on the future and where I was going and was not enjoying the daily journey with him. And I think sometimes when I find myself in difficulty, I want to hurry up and get past the difficulty instead of learning what he wants me to learn on the pilgrimage during the journey. And many times I have to tell myself, and maybe you need to too, that when I begin fretting about the future 
and wondering if I can handle what might come around the bend, he reminds me, focus on today. In fact, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. You have enough to deal with today. I will take care of tomorrow and give you the strength that you need. Another way that will help me depend on God, if you will notice, is in verse 6. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of streams. The valley of Baca stands for a valley of deep sorrow and weeping. And I know many of you have been through and are going through and are facing deep valleys of Baca. How in the world can we ever rise above, above that kind of difficulty? One of the things I want you to remember is when we go through the valleys, weeping is all right. How can we rise above the, above the difficulty while tears are still streaming down my face? What do I do? It says right here, I turn the tears into blessings. I turn the tears into blessings. Now, how do I do that? First, I ask the Lord to turn the tears into blessing. I also ask him to teach me what I need to be learning during this difficult situation. And I ask him to soften my heart so that I can be used then to be a blessing to someone else when they go through a difficulty. I need to learn how to turn my tears into blessings. And the third way that I can learn how to depend on God more is learning to go from strength to strength. Look at verse 7. They go from strength to strength until each appears before God. Well, what in the world does that mean? Have you ever ridden in an airplane? Raise your hand. Let me see. Ridden in an airplane. Okay. Have you ever ridden in an airplane and you got up out of your seat in order to go back to the little teeny place which you have to go when you have to go to the restroom? And just then, the plane just decided to find some air pockets or some bumpy, I don't know what it's bumping on, but it's, it, it's bumpy, and you therefore are having difficulty walking. Has that happened to you? Okay, what we usually do in order to keep from falling in the lap of somebody else who is on the plane with us, and I've done that too, is I hold on to the back of the seat and steady myself until things settle down a little bit, and then I bravely go to the next seat and hope that I don't hit another bump or it throws me into the lap of someone else. This is what he's describing here, to go from strength to strength. Friends, it's another way of saying, I hold on for dear life when I'm in a difficulty. And holding on to the faith that I know. Until I gain my equilibrium and I'm able to go from that strength to another strength. And I make progress toward the goal of growing in my faith and depending upon him. It is a process. It takes a step at a time. The fourth thing I need to do to help me depend upon God during difficulties is in verse 8. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. We need to call out 
to the God of Jacob, the Lord Almighty, when we're going through difficulties, to give us the strength that only he can give us. And I fear sometimes we do all we can and ask for help from other people, and we forget the key thing of praying. Lord, we need your help. Lord Almighty, I am weak. This will help us in learning how to depend upon his strength. So I need to live in the presence, an awareness of his presence. I need to learn how to depend upon him instead of myself and others. And the third thing that will help me in the midst of difficulties is I must keep the right perspective on life. I must keep the right perspective on life. Well, does the psalmist give us any tips here? Look at verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. There are three major perspectives given in these verses that I need to remember to keep my focus right when I'm in difficulties. First of all, walking with God really is the most fulfilling life. Walking with God really is the most fulfilling life. Also, humble service of God really is superior to anything the world can offer. Humble service of our precious Lord is more wonderful than anything the world can offer. Also, God does bless and protect the humble. And for those who walk in holiness, he promises blessings piled up upon blessings. The holy life really is better than the life of sin and wickedness. These perspectives are so important when I find myself in difficulties. But the fourth tip I need to keep in mind if I want to grow and rise above difficulties is I must grow in the trust of God. Look at verse 12. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you, who leans on you, who's confident in you, who relies on you in the midst of difficulty. Blessed, happy, to be congratulated is the person who's come to this truth. Well, how can I increase my trust? I can't just say, well, I'm going to trust him more today. That's not enough. First of all, I must find truth and read it until I believe it. I must find truth, read it until I believe it. I also need to get to know God better. Now, how do you get to know people better? By spending time with them. By listening to them. By walking with them. By watching for them. 
If I want to trust him more, I get to know him more, and it's easier to do. I need to walk obediently with him. Please remember this. God will not bless disobedience. God will never bless disobedience. One of the things that robs us from the strength and blessing that we need to face life difficulties is disobedience and sin. Unconfessed sin. And it's so foolish for us to hold on to that. Not only do we cheat ourselves out of God's blessings, we put a block between us and Almighty God. What a shame. How foolish of us as children. When I was preparing this sermon a couple of weeks ago, I read the news account and saw it on television of the hot air balloon that crashed and killed 16 people in Texas. Now, I personally like hot air balloons from a distance. I love to see them. You know, we see them often in Mooresboro, and we've even had them launch from our uh, property here. Beautiful. I've had friends, as we've been on vacation, say, hey, would you like to go take a hot air balloon ride? I said, you go, I'll watch. I'm a chicken. And even if I at times considered doing it, all I have to do is watch a news broadcast like that, and that sets me back about 10 years. I'm considering it again. What happened? Something went wrong. Is that obvious? There were rules, there were guidelines to help them rise and bring them back down safely, and something went wrong. Friends, God has given us guidelines to help us rise above difficulties and not crash. Now what I have to decide is if I'm going to follow the guidelines. And if so, they work. Let's pray. Father, we know that you desire that your children learn how to rise above difficulties How to take heart, Lord, when we find ourselves in the midst of trouble and problems and confusion and sorrow that overwhelms our very souls. But thank you for the guidelines that you've given us, and I pray, Lord, that you would help us learn them, practice them, and be the children of God who rise above difficulties when they hit us. Thank you for speaking to us and challenging us And I pray, Lord, that these truths will be planted deep in our hearts, that we indeed will live the abundant life that you would have for us, even when the storms would overwhelm us. And Father, I know that there are people in this congregation who are suffering great difficulties right now. And I pray your special blessings on them and that you would encourage their hearts, Father, and that you would give them a sense of your peace and your presence and your grace and that you would help them during this difficult time. And, O Lord, help us to all love one another and hold each other up in prayer. And, Father, be encouraged to one another, for life can be tough.
And so we thank you and pray, Lord, that you would teach your children. In Jesus' name we pray. I have decided to follow Jesus, and I know you have too. Let's determine this morning, never turning back. If you have a decision that he's laid on your heart, I'll be down here. If you want to come and pray with me, uh, come and kneel, join the church, wherever, however God might have spoken to your heart. But you rise above the difficulties that God allows to happen to you and be the child of God that you need to be. We'll stand and sing the hymn, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus.